0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: The stars out enjoying Wimbledon. Jimmy Butler taking in some tennis in the off season. Uh, I'm
3: telling you, if you have not been to Wimbledon, Maybe only the Kentucky Derby compares to it as a single event. Wimbledon is amazing, one of the fam- my favorite places I've ever been. I
2: think both are going to be on my bucket list. Certainly, though, a whole lot of NBA news to get you caught up on. So let's get it started. Coming up on NBA Today, we head out to Philadelphia to check on James Harden's situation with the 76ers, hear what his new teammate had to say about running it back. Plus, we have the latest on Jalen Brown's looming Supermax extension with the Celtics and what it means for the organization moving forward. And it's party time, my friends. The ESPYS are tomorrow, so we reveal the winner of the best NBA player of the 2022-23 season. Is it going to be Tatum, Embiid, Butler, Jokic? Don't miss it. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, alongside Ooh. Richard Jefferson, Ramona Shelburne. We going to get the camel memo. We have to yeah, send it. I know time. what happened. I'm Malika Andrews. Kendrick Perkins <laughs> joining us in just a moment. There are some huge questions, everybody, that are still hanging over the season as we march toward the end of July. So let's get straight to them. We're going to start our show in the Eastern Conference because James Harden is still a member of the Philadelphia 76ers after exercising a $35.6 million option. But the 10-time All-Star, he's made it clear that he wishes to be moved. Out of Philadelphia And one of the newest members Patrick Beverly He expressed that he wants His former Houston teammate To change his mind Take a listen If
4: you have a chance To chat with him What would you tell him In terms of why I love
1: him James I love you bro (laughs) Stay (laughs) But yeah James is a really good friend of mine Uh, Really 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 good friend of mine Our moms are best friends Uh, You know uh, Me coming into the NBA With Houston You know it was me and him six years my starting buddy so uh, I'm very familiar with James uh, and I'm excited I'm excited to kind of get it going
2: all right Mona, you are plugged in on all things Philadelphia 76ers so so what's the latest are we any closer to seeing James in another uniform no (laughs)
5: <laughs> I don't I don't think they're close on anything. Um, now, James Harden has spoken to Daryl Morey since the first trade request. And, you know, I think there was some the cooling off time period had gone. You know, he'd, Okay, let's let this lie and see how things play out. And they've spoken again, and he still reiterated he wants to be traded. Now, this isn't a demand. It's a request. And I think the Sixers have said, okay, we will try to. Trade you, but there is no hurry to do this, and I think the Sixers understand here that they have the leverage here. I mean, James has he picked up his option. This is a opt-in to a uh, to a contract and. He's going to be a free agent after this season. And so at some point, he needs to play, whether that's in Philadelphia or elsewhere. Plus, there is a sense that if they can keep give it some time and as he's, he's cool with his teammates, he's been talking to Joel Embiid, he's been talking to Patrick Beverly, P.J. Tucker, that eventually maybe those fences can be mended and there is a path to reconciliation with James Harden. But for now, he has reiterated his trade request.
3: Okay, so this is my thing, and I'm going to ask you, Ramona. I don't think there's an issue with the teammates. No. I think they let go of a coach, Doc Rivers, yep. um, whatever people feel about it, um, that ideally it's like, okay, maybe we can get a coach in here that is a better fit for James, right? Yeah. So if there's not a problem with the players, there's not a problem with necessarily the coaching yep. situation because there's been an adjustment, that means that the problem has to go higher up. Yeah. And so for me, when I look at this, it's why is James so upset? And there's things, information that, again, I don't know. You might Oh, I'll just know. be clear with yeah, you. Yeah.
5: He, he felt betrayed. Like, he felt like he was going to get a max extension from them either last year and then decided, okay, I'll leave some money on the table. And then this year when they were not communicating with him before free agency because they had the largest fight in tampering fine in NBA history. Yep. But, it you know, happen. generally speaking, there was no wink or nod or anything saying, we're going to take care of you. He got upset. Yeah, and, and that's why he opted in rather than let it play out and let him let him reach a free agency and do the extension.
3: Yeah, because my thing is this is that he's left $250 million on the table yeah, sure. in the last two contract offers. So then if you're with Philly, and it happens often, people, I don't want to hear any BS. You you kind of have these like, hey, we're gonna take care of this, maybe you take care of this, mm-hmm. maybe take a little bit less, maybe we figure it out. You see it all the time. So what I'm seeing right here is a disgruntled person. It has nothing to do with does he love Joel Embiid. It has yeah. nothing to do with does he love his teammates. It has nothing to do with with is this the best chance for him to win a championship? This has something to do with my money. Where is my money? Where is the money that I was promised? When I took less money last year, that's my phone. (laughs) When I took less money last year so that we could bring in these players, it was under the idea. Now, did I underperform? probably but i was still promised my money mm. right i was still like perk gets on here every day and gives us god knows what and you know what he still gets his money and he shows up every single day yeah look at his face look yeah at but him. you know how
5: perk <laughs> signed a contract <laughs> yeah in writing <laughs> there are stipulations in that contract that's how mm-hmm. the world works and so i don't know i've been through that myself people tell you something or you think something and, but it, hey yeah. get it in writing yeah get it in writing uh, perk, it, perk, it doesn't do you count think? unless it's in writing
3: for all the historians out there Think I want you guys to go and look up Joe Smith. Just Joe Smith contract. You'll figure it out. Yep, perk. I know that one. I know
1: you do. Yep. Yeah. What, what you got from Malik? Well,
2: I'm just curious. Ramona oh, just, said. Just... Ramona said that. It was a request, not a demand. So at the end of the day, even if it is about money, right, at this point he's opted into his contract. Do you think Philadelphia is the best place for him to to have a chance to contend, to start anew here?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, especially in the Eastern Conference (laughs) right now. And I know everyone is high on Christoph Brzenkis going to Boston. But, again, I have to see it. I have to see it. So we don't know what Boston is going to be. But the only team right now that we could point the finger at and say, you know what? That team right now (coughs) is the favorite of coming out of the Eastern Conference is the Milwaukee Bucks. So if I'm looking, if it's about winning championships or giving myself the best opportunity to win a championship, I'm looking at the Philadelphia 76ers. If I'm James Harden, I'm saying, Well, damn, I do have the big fella right here, Joel Embiid, who just won the league's MVP last season. I do have P.J. Tucker here, who's a rough rider. I know what he's going to bring to the table. We have a rising star in Tyrese Maxey. I got my boy Daniel House who I've been longtime friends with from the Houston Rockets days. We know what he's going to bring. I just added Patrick Beverly, a leader that they need, a guy that's going to bring tenacity and energy to that locker room. I got a new coach, another championship coach in Nick Nurse. Where am I going? And if it's about him getting his bread, okay, cool. Now I get an opportunity to play in Nick Nurse system alongside Joel B with a general manager and Darryl Moore that we have a great relationship with. Let me go out there and show the world along with the Philadelphia 76ers, I still could be a league player in this league and go earn your money that you passed up for the last
2: five years. I appreciate that. Uh, full recap of the 76ers offseason, Perk. You mentioned the Boston Celtics mm. and all that. So let's get to them, the team that knocked Harden and the Sixers out of the playoffs. Now, remember, despite being eligible to sign Jalen Brown to a potential $295 million Supermax extension on July 1st, the two teams, yep. they've yet to come to an agreement here. And I think everyone's kind of looking around at this point, Ramona. I know it's like, okay, we wanted to see how everything shook out. Could we be in the sweepstakes for someone like Dan? Blah, blah, blah. why hasn't it happened yet?
5: You know, it's just complicated. This is potentially going to be one of the largest contracts in NBA history. Right. Okay, or the largest contract. And so there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out, whether that's trade kickers or bonuses or incentives. But I you know, from what I understand, there's been progress made on this situation. I don't wanna say if it's good progress (laughs) or like how far can we go? There's progress. Progress is progress. Progress is progress, okay? And I, I think this eventually both sides wanna make this happen. And it's just a matter of working through it because you don't just sign the largest contract in NBA history without making sure every single yeah. bit of it is perfect. Cross your T's dot your I's. but perk at the end of the day when they work
2: all of the the little details out and the details are important I mean this is this is a no-brainer right for the Celtics to, to sign him.
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say a no-brainer okay. okay this is not Steph Curry, this is not Kevin Durant this is not a mega star this is not Giannis Antetokounmpo. and I love Jaylen Brown. But we are talking about $300 million. And if I'm in the front office and I'm the owners of the Boston Celtics, yes, did Jalen Brown make an all-NBA team? Yes, he did. Did he deserve to make an all-NBA team? Yes, he did. But at the end of the day, how do they view Jalen Brown? Do they view him as an all-star caliber player, or do they view him as a superstar caliber player? This is a lot of letters going out to a young fella that I need to know how they view him. And I think ooh, if ooh, this gets done or when it gets done, it's going to speak a lot about how the Celtics ooh. view Taylor Brown.
3: What is that face? Ooh, $66 million. Uh, get used to it. That's what this oh, is
5: going to be. what I'm
3: saying, though. Everyone... So, look, look. I've always been. Don't look at the money that the players are getting because the owners get the same amount of money. It's a 51 to 49 percent split. So while mm-hmm. we might look at Jalen Brown and see, oh my God, 300 million, well the owners are making you know 300 Absolutely. million dollars on the other side. So I'm not going to argue about this man's money. The NBA came up with stipulations. If you make an All NBA, if you make this, mm-hmm. then your number gets bumped. He's done that. He's been that dude. His number got bumped. So is he a superstar? He is not a superstar. Is he one of the best players in the NBA? Yes, he is one of the best players in the NBA and has been consistent since he's gotten there. Give him his money. Those are the rules.
2: Give him his money. Give him his money. That's the rules. That's the motto here. All right, so for now, we wait. We see how much progress can continue to be made for Jalen Brown. And while he waits for a potential Supermax, his teammate It'll, is um, waiting for something as well. Later on our show, we're going to announce this year's ESPY Award winner Ooh. for NBA Player of the Year. And the first nomination is one Mr. Jason Tatum. He made plenty of big-time plays while leading Boston to their third Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Good
4: ball fake. One more. Tatum. Oh, we caught it.
2: That's third appearance in the last four years, as well as revealing who wins this NBA Player of the Year award at the ESPYs. We're going to get to a lot more in our show because Damian Lillard, he may be a trailblazer right now, but hear what Joe Cronin's had to say, his first comments since Lillard's trade request. And we got a little rookie roundup from Summer League, Richard, who have you been most impressed by? We got some must-see highlights for you coming up. Plus. There's no doubt Zion Williamson. He has a huge impact on the court. But when can we actually expect to see him back there? Hear his new comments. (laughs) That's coming up. You can pick your phone up now, Rich. Okay. I'm getting coffee.
0: (laughs) Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom. Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds
6: on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. shopify.com slash network.
1: NBA Today is brought to you by FX is what we do in the shadows. Premieres July 13th on FX. Stream on Hulu.
3: We're underway in Vegas. Gets bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. Oh, Torrey. Oh. Doing some damage to the rims here in Vegas. Shane Scharzez. says, you out a poster, big fella. Oh, Max. With Max. Of throws one up in the air, Smith caught it for the and oh!
7: an improbable summer league opening victory, well it just got a welcome to the NBA and moment right something. there,
6: oh man, Champagne detonates, he gave them all that smoke, looked at his wrist, he got time today,
2: So now it's time for a little Summer League rookie roundup, if you will. Let's start with Jazz guard Keontae George, because Rich, he's been lighting up Vegas, averaging over 29 points, eight assists per game. His scoring on full display, once again, yesterday against Minnesota, a little pull up there.
3: It's been impressive watching him score. Look, look, this is summer league, but what you watch for is how a person moves. A little pump fake and jump shot. What is his skill set? How does it translate? Because this is just another step. Right. This is not college. This is better players. So, okay, it's great to see that he's scoring. But ultimately, can he go get his own bucket? Can he do these things? I think he is a very, very good pickup.
2: He's certainly been impressive thus far. Next up, friend of the show, Magic guard Anthony Black. He's been solid in his first two summer league games, averaging over 12 points per game to go along with six rebounds, four assists, nearly three steals. And then here he was yesterday against the Pacers. Brook.
1: Absolutely, and that's his, that's the Texas boy right there. But when it t- when it comes down to playmaking ability, he's one of the best in this draft class, if not the best one. And look, the Orlando Magic is going to have to make a decision. Look at his ooh, court vision. Whoa, when it comes ooh, down wow. to subs, and when it comes down to the kid Cole Anthony, guess what? Pressure is coming. Cause Texas boys don't play.
2: <laughs> Moving on to the Cavs rookie Imani Bates, he's putting up 16 points per game, shooting four. 41% from the floor, also knocking down 38% of his threes. This is his performance yesterday against the Grizzlies, Rich.
3: No, it's impressive. Now, look, was he the steal of the draft? Look, I understand why he fell, but at the end of the day, I've been talking to the Cavs, and they're saying every spot that we shoot in practice, 10 for 10. Mm. 9 for 10. The man can knock down shots. So if you're going to just say, hey, look, we need shooting, and that's what the Cavs missed. They overpaid for shooting. So if you could get a talented 6'10 guy that can shoot 40%, you take him.
2: Donovan Mitchell certainly enjoyed watching that courtside yesterday. All right, with that action in the books, can't wait for tonight because we're going to have another NBA 2K24 Summer League triple header for you from Las Vegas. It starts at 6 o'clock Eastern. You can see the full schedule on your screen. All right, but one player, not going to be in action tonight. That's Victor Wembanyama. He shut it down after playing in just two summer league games. And a question, right, it's come up a whole lot, is about Victor and his frame. Is he built to be durable? Should he bulk up? And Victor's agent, he said he's not too worried about that. He talked to our Mark Spears, and he said, quote, We're going to fight to not put weight on his body. This is from Mark's Anscape story. He said weight on his body is a big mistake. We focus on strength. We focus on core. We're very pleased that he linked up with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who played until he was 41 years old. That's the path that we want to see him take. Kareem wasn't heavy. Victor, he's more mobile. He's taller than Kareem, making him heavy. We don't want to do that. So, Richard, Perk, there's a whole lot here that's been made about Victor Wembanyama's physique. His agent alluded to all of that. He thinks putting on weight, it would be a big mistake. We've also heard Victor say, well, why should I bulk up? People should skinny up. Really, for him, it's about being stronger, not being bulkier. And that's the line he's trying to walk. But you played, Perk, with super skilled guys, right? I'm thinking of Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett. Both are also slender. Do you think that he should be focusing on strength? How do you view all of this, Perk?
1: Well, well, one, you should be. What, what is it, skinny and up? Skinny that's, what up. He said, Bulk up skinny. that's what he said to Robin yeah, that's, Roberts. That's what. That, that's what I need to be doing. Now we're not asking Victor Wimbenyaba to go out there not and lying. look like me. We're not asking them that. But I want you to take Giannis Antetokounmpo, for example. He put on size. He put on muscle, and it did just wonders for him. That's part of the game. And even though you look at a guy like Kevin Garnett, you can say, oh, he wasn't the, str- like the, the, the biggest, but he lived in the weight room. And I think Giannis is a prime example of let's not overthink things when it comes down to basically investing in your body. Even looking at a LeBron James, look at the size, the strength. That he put on, although he was already a physical specimen coming out of high school. But look at him now, look at him then to look at him now. So I'm not really, you know, buying what his agent said because he does have to get in the weight room. And I think Summer League was a prime example of that because although he did have a, a nice game too, it was still signs that showed us that, hey, you have to improve when it comes down to being in this pain area.
3: Well, his agent's wrong. His agent's flat out wrong. And I, I, I think <laughs> I, no, it's flat out wrong. And let me explain to you why. He's talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Should we go co- compare Kareem at 19 at UCLA? He's probably bigger at, than he was at 19 at UCLA. And we're also you want to compare to Kareem, and Kareem did play 20-plus years. Kareem also played in the 70s, in the 80s. Now, I'm not saying Victor's got to go gain a bunch of weight. Do you know who his agent also has? Rudy Gobert. Do you know who played with Rudy Gobert his rookie year when he was a two-way player? Me right here. Rudy's bigger than he was. Not big and Shaq. No, he's stronger. No one's saying that Wimbiama's got to get bigger. They're saying he's got to get stronger. He can list Kareem. Well, we're looking at Kareem. That's not the only comp out there is a guy from the 60s and 70s. There are lots of players over the course of their career that got stronger. It's not just bigger. Kevin Kevin Garnett from his... Rookie year up until let's say year seven, he might have gained ten pounds of muscle. Maybe that's all it is, but we're gonna sit here and really say against the biggest, strongest people in the world, because yes, Victor Webanyama looks like amazing in summer league at seven four until he's playing against Giannis, who's seven feet with 50 more pounds of muscle on him. That's a different monster. And if Victor's going to be dominant, he doesn't have to get big. He just needs to get stronger. But don't go referencing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who at 19 was playing at UCLA for two more years, getting stronger under John Wooden, and then went and played. So I understand in principle what he says, but don't don't don't, don't fight it, bro. Don't. He needs to get stronger because the people he's going to be guarding are twice is strong.
1: No, no, Rich. I ever told you I love this version of you. When you go on these rants and get to really speaking the truth, I actually love this version of you, man. I really I'm, do.
3: I'm still waiting to find a version of you I like. So I'm glad that we've at least settled that on my <laughs> side. I'm so glad that. I'm trying to figure it out the best I can. Bro. Kirk,
2: it's every version. There's <laughs> that hundreds. I don't just like. I love, uh, but Richard, uh, there's nothing I can do to follow that. That <laughs> that was. I think you you left all that. Yeah. The only thing that I will say is I do think when when victor talks about getting stronger a byproduct sometimes inherently it's not oh i'm going to go out and add x amount of 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 mass a byproduct of getting stronger is getting just a little bit bulkier even if it's more of a kevin durant model potentially than a Giannis atentacumpo model victor his future it is bright though one day maybe he might be up for nba player of the year at the espy awards i believe so and speaking of it's time for our next nomination Drum roll, please. It is Nikola oh. Jokic. He had an unbelievable year, so it's no surprise he's nominated here. And the winner is
1: you
5: think he'll Jokic. No. Just
1: gets it off in time. It's up.
5: Oh, it's good. Of course it goes in. Jokic from downtown.
2: Also on NBA Today, Damian Lillard, he may have requested out of Portland, but when could we expect a deal to actually be made? Blazers GM Joe Cronin, his comments coming up here. Plus, Carlos. He had some very interesting comments about his confidence level in his Wolves next season. So could they be a sneaky team, Richard, to walk and watch in the West? I think so. And Zion Williamson, one of the league's biggest question marks right heading into next season. Hear what he had to say about his offseason preparation. More NBA Today coming up after this.
3: Zion should hire Wimby's agent. <laughs>
7: better
1: we've pretty much fallen out of the race for the 10th spot unless we go out there and win every game the Blazers go to
3: 33-49
1: a season full of ups and downs
3: and not really uh, any moments of consistency
1: out of those teams which one would you be like
0: ah, that's not too bad
3: <laughs> Miami obviously <laughs>
0: Dame Willard as you know at the end of the season made it clear he did not want to play with another young player the Portland Trail Blazers select. So scoot henderson and now willard has asked for a trade
3: he prefers a trade to the miami heat
1: i've been in the league long enough to know that you know things don't always work out the way you want to see it work out
2: So it's July 11th, 7-11. Make sure to get your free Slurpee. Uh, we still don't know, though, what team Damian Lillard will be suiting up for next season. But let's just back up a little bit to just over a year ago. Because Dame was under a four-year, $176 million contract with Portland. And then on July 9th, 2022, he signed that two-year extension worth nearly $122 million. So what that did is it pushed the total value of his deal to just shy of $300 million. And then six months later, the Blazers, they were sellers at the trade deadline. they shipped Josh out to the knicks and then on the 10th of february blazers joe cronin the general manager he had this to say about building around damian
4: lillard you won't see from this group uh, a lack of trying or a lack of innovation or a lack of creativity we're going to be ridiculously aggressive to the point where once we push our chips all the way in, like deal to deal, you might look and say, wow, they lost that deal. They gave a lot for that guy. But no, that's just us pushing our chips in. We feel extremely obligated to put a, a great roster around Damian Lillard.
2: All right, so the chips, they were pushed in, and then Dame came out on fire in the second half of the season. His first game after the All-Star break, he dropped a franchise record 71 points. Dame scored nearly 36 per game. That was after Cronin made those comments to round out the best offensive season of his career. But then you remember the year was cut short. Dame set out the final 10 games, which the Blazers lost nine of, and improved their odds in the lottery. lottery. And that move, I mean, if you take a look here, it kind of appeared to work because on May 16th, they secured the third pick in the draft. And then on June 22nd, they used that pick to select two, Scoot Henderson. And then on June 30th, they agreed to a long-term deal with Jeremy Grant, a piece that signaled that the franchise was still looking to compete. But then less than 24 hours later, I know your phones went off just like mine because it became clear those moves were not enough when our Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, they reported that Portland guard Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade and the franchise is expected to work to accommodate them. Okay, you got all that? Because it brings us to yesterday. That's when Joe Cronin spoke publicly for the first time about that trade request.
4: The effort being there, which it was, that's one thing, but actually following through and getting the result is a whole nother, and to that extent, I do feel like I failed Dame, where you know, our goal was always to build around him and to be as high level as possible, as quickly as possible, and whether even internally, if we thought, well, hey, we're going in the right direction here, we can get there pretty quickly, if he didn't feel that, it was still a failure on my end, and just not finding that right deal
2: all right, so a whole lot has changed between Joe Cronin's comments in February, his press conference yesterday. Circumstances change, things happen. Richard, we haven't had a chance to hear your reaction to what Joe Cronin said yesterday.
3: No, I like him that he's taken a responsibility right. for it and understand great players come, with great players come great responsibility. It's like, if you have this, you hear teams are on the clock, whether it's Dallas, whether it's Milwaukee, whether it's Philly. And the Portland Trailblazers were on the clock. Their goal was to put together a team that had one of the 10 best players in this league, one of the 75 greatest players of all time in his prime to put together a quality team, right? He's been loyal to you. Your job is to fulfill that. And he said, look, I don't think we put together a team that are unfortunate. I wish we would have put together a yeah. team that would have made Dan happy. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And now they're going to try and figure it out. That's what I took most from that.
2: The, the other thing, Ramona, that I took from it was when he said it could take a month. It could take, There's no timetable on this. So I feel like the obligatory question every
5: day until Damian Lillard is traded yep. is, Ramona, what, what's the latest? Look, I mean, I, I just talked to two GMs this morning who said, essentially, we might be looking at another Ben Simmons situation here. Huh. Now, this guy's got four years on his contract. They don't have to do anything. They can take their time. And let's just see if he shows up for training camp. If they want to wait till February to trade him, they can. And I, I, you know, I now we we've had enough time since the trade request to reverse engineer this, to look back on this. And one thing has become pretty clear about how the Trailblazers have handled this and how this whole thing has played out. They were never going to trade him unless he asked for a trade. Yeah, they needed him to ask for a trade because you can't just trade the, one of the most popular players in franchise history unless he asks out. And so mm-hmm. everything that Joe Cronin is supposed to do, which is, is supposed to be good for the franchise, his job is to do what's best for the franchise. He has done that at every step of the way. Now, was that best for Dame? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, Dane, They were working on things all the way up until he asked for a, he asked for a trade, but. They're on their own timetable and whether Dame wanted to wait around or not. I think they knew Dame was getting antsy. He met with them on yeah. that Monday and basically asked for a trade on that Monday, but gave them the rest of the week to see if they could do a last ditch thing. And so they, they want I don't want to say they wanted him to ask out, but I think yep. they knew the only way we ever get to this place is if he asks out because they they simply needed that for the public relations aspect of this. Right. So.
2: So let me ask you this perk. Um, Because, yes, the Ben Simmons situation, obviously. But then we also think about Kevin Durant. Because when you're talking about, well, could he report to training camp? Should we let this drag out? Do we just need to see if the best offer is going to come at the end of August? And maybe that's the case. Like, Kevin Durant is such a competitor. All of us kind of felt, and and there was some uh, thought within the Nets organization, that at the end of the day, if he is not traded, if the organization comes to him and says, you need to understand that we are actually trying, but there's not a deal out there that also makes sense for us that he is going to report to training camp yep. he is going to do his best and then he reiterated you know what This still isn't working for me guys mm-hmm. I actually really need you to do this and all of a sudden the, the sons came in and we see this monster deal be made I it just it is hard for me knowing how much of a professional Damian Lillard is no much knowing how much he loves the organization knowing how much he loves the fans knowing how much he loves the game perk to see him sitting out of training camp if it came to that what do you think.
1: With you, and you know what's gonna be hard for me Mm -hmm. is going into another season talking about drama of the real men of the NBA. (laughs) For the last five seasons, that's all we've been having to talk about. Well, there was James Harden in his Houston situation. Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, Kyrie Irving in the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets. Like, can we actually walk into uh, uh, the start of the regular season actually talking about what teams got better? Is this team going to win? Not one individual, whether or not he's going to get traded. And And the fact of the matter is, is this, the longer the Portland Trail Blazers wait, the worst is going to get between him and Dam- between them and Damian Lillard. So I'm not telling them to act tomorrow, although I wish they would. Mm. But I think they have to get this done before a training camp. But because again, I didn't say this when Richard was on here, but I want his opinion as well as wake up, wake up, <laughs> sit up, sit up. I want his opinion as well, Richard, with the young locker room that they have. Wouldn't it be best to go into training camp with those young guys with a clear mind, not worried about oh, Dame is still here, having to address the media and things of that nature, or am I overreacting?
3: You're not overreacting because I do remember the Anthony Davis trade and how that affected that entire L- Laker organization. It was it was just like a bunch of young players that you know had been invested, but this is what I'm gonna say. The ultimate, when you're talking about all these teams, last summer it was Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. Kevin Durant re- requested trade. Look at R.C. Clark it What's up, 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 up R.C.? What's up, brother? How you doing? R.C. just walked C. into C. our studio.
2: It's Go a good day.
3: Now. Okay, so yeah. this is my thing. The Kevin Durant thing and the thing that I took most from it and where Kevin Durant gets a lot of heat, but the thing that I respected most about Kevin Durant is when Sean Marks went to him as like, listen, you're one of the best players in the world. We're going to try and trade you. Right now, we're not getting the offers, and yeah. you're too good for us to just let you go. Do you respect that? Just give us the opportunity, and Sean Marks did right by him. Sean Marks got all the stuff that they wanted, and Kevin Durant ended up ended up in a place that he wanted. So and what I'm saying with Dame, it's going to be a stalemate until the season starts. Mm-hmm. No team, because when injuries happen, teams fail, all these things happen, and they're like, okay, we need to move. So I think for Dame, I don't think he should hold out. It's not Ben Simmons. But if they need more time and he's got to start the season, look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant ended up where he wanted to be. It might have taken a little bit longer, but I think it worked out for both sides. So hopefully, if they can't get it done before the season, hopefully Dame takes that idea versus the Ben Simmons.
2: I'm just trying to remember, Ramona, just really quickly. Was there more teams? I know that the Suns were high on Katie's list. Was there? But there was a couple of other teams on his well, list. When, when he, when he got
5: down to it in February, yeah. they basically made it a closed – a closed uh, a negotiation. Only Phoenix Only was Phoenix. allowed there you go. to bid on him. Which yeah. actually, and, and, and the pitch was, do it now before yep. we open it before up to everyone open it up near the draft. Yeah, but now, everything. you know, that's, that's the one thing here. We all
2: know where Damien Lillard mm-hmm. would like to be, and that is where, Richard? Uh, Miami. Miami. And if he gets his wish, we he ends that up in Miami. Yeah, like, he you. could be playing with a potential SB award winner, Jimmy Butler nominated for the SB for NBA Player of the Year for moments like this.
7: Over the top, to Buffer, up and in! Jimmy Bumper ties the game
5: with a half-second to go! Jimmy is a bad, bad Ooh, look man. look at this, look
2: at that swag. All right, not only, though, are we going to introduce the SB Award winner later in our show for NBA Player of the Year, but we also have a new segment. We're going to dive into some comments from Zion, Cat, Dylan Brooks
0: on the other side.
3: All right, so you want to get in on it?
6: must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
0: He's obviously had injury history, a little bit of off-season drama. It comes
1: down to health. You can't trust him. I don't think this guy is going to put in the time to be great. Zion's value
0: is debatable.
1: All right.
2: So it's summertime, NBA players, they have a little extra time. They chat. They sit in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. The question is, do you believe everything that they are saying? So we're going to play a little <laughs> game. We're going to call it cap or no cap. And for those that are not familiar, get familiar. But if you're cap and you're lying, and we're starting with Zion Williamson, he missed all of the 2021-22 season, only played in 29 games last season. He was just on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, Gills Arena, while in Las Vegas. one. And he discussed the changes he's making to get back on the court. Take a listen.
1: This summer, has it been more cardio or more dieting? Like, what has been your thing? You're like, all right, I can do that to help me get my weight up. So the diet piece, uh, I'm always able to come back each summer feeling good, looking good. Yeah. But I would say it's more of uh, just locking in on like flexibility, band work, because yeah. I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer versus just losing a bunch of weight. I don't want to be on the sideline. Y'all think I want to sit over there hurt? I don't. But, uh, like I said, uh, like Coach K taught me, got to own up to my responsibilities. There are a lot of things that I could have done better that I didn't, and I'm in the process of, you know, fixing those wrongs. All
2: right, Perk, cap or no cap?
1: Oh, that, that's all the way cap. That's all the way cap. And here's why. Let me explain something to you guys. Before they stopped drug testing for marijuana in the league, they used to do it when I was in there. And damn it, I was in a drug program, okay? And I wasn't. I'm not ashamed to tell it. And you get assigned to a network doctor. And the first thing you do is when you're in a program, is got to do what? You actually got to admit that you have a problem. And you got to find out how you're going to solve the problem. Zion Williamson really don't realize that he has a problem. For him to say he's not really worried about the diet portion of the situation, that's a huge problem because that's exactly what he needs to do is make sure that his diet and his nutrition is on point and everything else will fall in place. Prime example, Jokic. His body looks phenomenal. He's been on a diet, nutrition, got a chef. LeBron James, the same thing. Like, that is all cap. It's not just band work and stability. When it comes down to Zion, it's about his nutrition and being able to sustain that throughout the period of time. But the fact that he can't recognize that, is why I'm calling it calf.
3: I agree. I, I I think until he owns up and I'm gonna be really honest, I don't think Zion knows what he's doing. I don't think he knows how to do it. I don't I don't there's no never been anything that can prove us, right? Does he need to look like me? No. Does he need to look like Perk? No, but he spent more time looking like Perk than he has me over the course of his NBA career. So to tell me that this man knows what he's doing is, oh, I think it's band word. And I, bro, you've missed two and a half seasons. If we go back to Duke, you've missed more basketball than you've played. So I'm not going to sit up here and listen to him and make me believe that he knows what to do to get back on the court. Because if that's the case, why has it never been done? So I think it's Cap. I want him to prove us wrong. That's all. Let's I stick want in him to the prove West us here.
2: wrong. Minnesota has $90 million committed to three centers this year. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Nas <laughs> Reed. I had a chance to speak with Carl Anthony Towns, his super agent, Jessica Holtz, over the weekend at NBA Con. But I asked him about that really big three, and here's what he said. For anyone that says in the modern game, three bigs can't work, what's your message?
1: Yeah, hey,
5: watch us. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona cap or no cap I think it's no cap I think he is fine with the current construction like he he's excited about playing with Rudy Gobert he's excited about being healthy he appreciates Nas Reed as a backup center there and Carl you know Carl won the three point contest he's not a traditional center he's a stretch five a stretch four if you want to call him that he you know he missed so much of last year with a torn cap Tore once, came back a little too soon, tore it again. We really never got to see this. And so I know there's all this talk about how this needs to be Anthony Edwards' team. I know how Carl feels about it. Fine. If you want it to be Anthony Edwards' team, that's fine. They're friends. They love playing together. So I don't I don't think he's, he's lying there at all. I think he wants to just get healthy and see what this looks like for as long as they will give this experiment. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a dark horse there. All right. Let's go to the West, or stick in the West, rather. Dylan Brooks, the
2: Rockets, four-year, $86 million deal in free agency. They reached that. So Houston also has the second-worst record in the NBA. That's last season. And despite that, Brooks, he had some interesting comps for his new Rockets squad here, Richard.
3: Uh-oh. It's like almost the exact same team from three, four years ago. You kind of have the same type of players. Um, Jalen Green, like John Moran. Um, Jabari is like Aaron, you know, these young guys that can um, expand the game. be one of the best or the be best in the league.
2: All right, Richard, the Rockets and the New Grizzlies, cap or no cap?
3: I think there's a chance. I, I think no cap. Look, I had a brief encounter with Dylan Brooks and I told him, like, hey, This is your chance. It's your opportunity. Like He knows how crazy this past year has been for him, his team, his performance, and then you still get your money, and then you get an opportunity to go be a veteran for what you are calling a young team that's very similar to what you had in Memphis. So now he is the perfect person to use all the mistakes that were made in Memphis, come to Houston and be like, okay, we can talk trash and be, be this, but let's make sure we do our business. Let's not poke bears in the middle of the postseason. I made that mistake it's okay to grow and learn and to teach the next generation so if he sees that in the in the Houston Rockets I think a lot of people do so if you see that just be like hey let's do our work let's keep our head down let's let's let me show you the mistakes that were made in Memphis yep. that didn't allow us to reach our peak let's go and not make those mistakes in Houston I like that for Dylan Brooks absolutely
2: all right one thing no cap for sure Joel Embiid Monster season last year. He took home his very first MVP award and is looking to add to his trophy case. Could he be the SB winner for the NBA Player of the Year?
5: Yeah. It was his, it he was.
4: witnessed tonight is just the
2: importance of sports and how much we can bring and how much we can honestly get done in the world just with our collective power.
4: Tune into the ESPYs live tomorrow on ABC to celebrate the greatest sports moments of the year. The ESPYs benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. To support, visit v.org donate.
2: It has been 30 years since the very first SBS in 1993, when Jim Valvano's iconic, don't give up, don't ever give up speech launched the V Foundation for Cancer Research. And in this excerpt of the upcoming SC feature documentary called The Speech, we look at the impactful night and how Valvano was able to make it to deliver
3: his speech and his message. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life, you have to have a dream,
7: a goal, you have to be willing to work for it. I looked at my script and my script said Jim Belvano was allocated two minutes to give his speech. My associate director, when the two minutes were getting close, uh, started to give Jim the signal on the teleprompter that his time was ending and he should wrap up.
3: I talked about my family. My family
7: is so important. People
3: think I have courage. The courage of my family is my wife, Pam, my three daughters here, Nicole, Jamie, Leanne, my mom, who is right here too.
7: And then the magic happened.
3: And that screen is flashing up there 30 seconds like I care about that screen right now, huh? I got, I, got, I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going 30 seconds,
7: huh? You got a lot. Hey, bonabla, buddy. You got a lot. I remember the control booth basically exploding with laughter when he did that. So the red light was one of the best things that happened to the show because it made Jim's speech better and better. I had to make the decision... Uh, do I play him off at the end of two minutes or do I keep going? If he went from two minutes to 11 minutes, there was no doubt in my mind, I was not going to cut him off.
2: And then magic happened. To see the origins of that speech and how it all came together on one special night and the legacy it created, watch the full documentary, The Speech, at seven o'clock Eastern Wednesday on ESPN. The ESPY awards follow at eight o'clock on ABC. Still to come on NBA Today, you don't got to wait till tomorrow. We've been teasing it all show. It's time to reveal who is the winner of this year's NBA Player of the Year SB Award. See who won in 60 seconds.
1: It's brought to you by Hulu Mayhem, your animation destination. Stream on Hulu.
3: I used to
4: say the play. I have never seen anything like this.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, a romance
0: jam! The
3: Serbian sensation, Jokic Yo, from downtown! Squizzy, Jokic, and his basketball poetry.
1: You kidding man. me? No, one of the NBA Finals. MVP. Taylor is scorching right now. That is For straight butter. What? What? Jason Tatum on both ends of the floor. Yeah. He he the only one who
7: reveals the champion of Game 7. Jimmy
0: Butler
2: Tune in to the SB's Live tomorrow on ABC to celebrate the greatest sports moments of the year. The SB's benefit the V Foundation for cancer research. To support visit v.org/donate. All right, but why wait until tomorrow night to start handing out some awards? Let's get to it right now. We have been teasing it all show. We are going to hand out the SB for the Best Player of the Year. The nominees are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Joelle Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Let's get straight to it. The winner is... Nikola Jokic, the stud, the star, the best
3: NBA player all damn season.
2: That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today.
0: Nikola Jokic, congratulations. We'll see you tomorrow right here on NBA Today. Get your money.